What's on your mind, Johnny? Well, first of all, hello everyone. Hello everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Liban is listening with me and Johnny. Hey, Johnny, what's on your mind, brother? Well, hold on. Three things I want to say. He wants to say one, two, three, three things. Look at you. You change your personality completely the second you're like, welcome. <laughs> this is what happens. I turn on. <laughs> I'm like, I'm yeah. ready to go, bro. One, two, three, yeah. boom. Let's go. Hardest, show work in, hardest working man in show business. Carrying the show on my back. Come on, let's go. My back is hurting from carrying the show. <laughs> three, 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 three things I want to say. First of all, mm-hmm. we've abandoned so many of the good ideas we had in the first episode. The fading in and the fading out, which I thought was going to be a hallmark of this podcast. We haven't done any of that. Okay. Uh, we should and, do that. And you're blaming that on me. No, I'm not blaming it on you. But I think we should do uh, I don't know. Listen, well, I'll let this. Let me edit some episodes. Let me edit some episodes. I'll do some freaky shit with my own edits. Okay, all right. Let's see what happens when I send it you. Actually, way. wait until I finish working now. When nah, I'm nah, nah, it's too late. You've said that you want ownership of that. Let's go. Take it. It is quite intense, though, isn't it? You're going to have to put an episode a week. I mean, first of all, getting a schedule for like every week. And then edit it. That's going to be a, that's a lot of work. Especially the way we do it, where we ramble on for three hours and you have to <laughs> cut out 70% of... Isn't it? Don't you think so? I mean, we don't need to... We can stop rambling for three hours. We don't need to do that. We'll just stick to... Let's keep it to a tight hour. I don't know why we went so big. Let's come back and down we, to earth. But we don't bring anything. That's the thing. We don't have anything to bring. It's my fault. It's because I'm working. I don't have, like... When we started this thing, I was literally coming every day, every time. We got tons of notes to talk mm-hmm. about. And now I don't have anything because I've got to be working, you know? Mm-hmm. I got I got something that happened a few days ago that I can talk about. I'm not sure you're going to believe me. You're, you're probably going to think I'm making this up for the podcast. Oh, are we doing, we're recording the podcast now. Mate, we've been recording it as soon as I said, welcome to Liban is listening. No, you you know, to, you've it, noticed my personality changes. I'm, yeah, but... I'm a new person now. It doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't have to. We can fade it. We can we can talk at it. You, you're going to cut this to pieces anyway. And we'll put it in and out. So, so something happened to you the other day then? Something happened. Should you want to hear about it? Yeah, go on. Um, for the first time in almost 20 something years, I almost got the shit beat out of me, Johnny. Really? Yes. So I was on my way home from, uh, I I went swing dancing on Wednesday evening. Um, or was it Thursday? Anyway, so at some point in the middle of the week, I went out for, to dance a bit. And then on the way home, uh, around one o'clock in the morning, I'm walking, uh, I'm walking... Uh... Wait, when did this happen? This happened before we recorded the last episode. No, it happened between the last recording and today. Right, okay, go on. So I'm walking back from dancing and then um, I'm looking down on my phone uh, just to uh, change songs because I'm listening to music as I'm walking. And then uh, as I look up, I see a guy walking straight at me like just giving me just angry, angry eyes. And then- What kind of guy? First of all, what's, what, what, what time of day is this? This is one o'clock at night, sort of one one thirty. And it's, is it a well-lit street? It's a medium. Dark medium. street. It's is it a high dark, street? 
It, no, no, no. It's a side street. It's a it's a residential suburban street. So Thanks. there's some lights. Very there's some quiet. lights, but it's very, very quiet. It's just me and this dude on this entire road. All right. Now, what was this guy like? Describe this guy. Um, he, I'd say he was between like 20 and 25. So he's like much younger than me. Uh, right. he, he, he was, yeah, he was tall and fucking, yeah, strong looking. He looked like a strong lad. He was built. What was he wearing? He was, well, typical, just like a bomber jacket and a hoodie and some trousers and trainers and a hat. Right. It's your okay. typical young guy walking out and about. Well, and I don't like, see young guys like that. And yeah. uh, he's walking right at me. And then as I look up at the phone, we're like three, three to five meters away from each other. And yeah. then through my headphones, headphones, I hear him say, if you bump into me, I'll break your fucking glasses. Is he saying he's angry? He's angry. He's looking for a fight. He's not like, he saw me looking at my phone, walking in a straight line, and then he aligned himself so that I would bump into him if I didn't look up. Was it a big pavement? How wide is the pavement? Mate, I wasn't even on the pavement. Because it's a residential street and it's in the middle of the night, I was walking actually on the middle of the road where the cars are. Right, so there's loads of space. There's loads he... of space. The guy literally is out in the middle of the night looking for a fight. And he says that when he's three feet away from you. Yeah, he's, he's very close. I look up, because I didn't even sense that somebody was there until I heard his voice. And then he said, if you bump into me, I'll break your fucking glasses. As you're walking. As we're walking. That's and quite then, a long sentence. And by the time he finished that sentence, how far was you from him? Uh, one meter. He was right up in my face. Uh, so then I was like, what the fuck? I, I, I just like reacted to the motion and yeah. dodged sideways, and then he yeah. kept walking. And then you was like... What? I, I was literally like, what the fuck just happened? What? Did you... I, I didn't know what just happened. Like, I was so surprised. Did you not feel compelled to say something after that, indignant? No, because I'm not... I, I don't want to fucking get murdered in the middle of the night by some angry dude. Who's just you Listen, you're a war vet. Listen, uh, <laughs> my... You're a war vet. My Ukrainian passions aside, yeah. I don't know. I just, I was so surprised and so like. I think you manifested that with your bloodlust from the last episode. What? Your, your, your bloodlust from the last episode, your desire for violence, your mind focused on these glorious visions of violence. You manifested that in your and life. And then reality gave me an opportunity to express the, my inner yes. desire for violence. Reality and I... gave you, yeah, a real, a real version of what you was basic practically begging for in the last episode and i uh i, I turned into a whimpering pussy i was like oh what no go ahead please sir oh yeah ah, fucking hell. did you not that... feel humiliated no no i was i felt kind of like kind of sorry for the dude actually why would you feel sorry for him it's i don't pretty... know the more the more I, I so that happened and then i kept walking and then in my mind i just kept going over it and i i almost wish like i'd stopped and had a chat with him just because i can't imagine chat. he, he can't, wouldn't be chatting now would he probably not but I can't he's imagine. one of these feral creatures that, that london is full of right but that's so fucked like, up. How, how fucked up is this guy's life that he's out in the middle <clears> of the night just walking around looking for a fight that's the That's London mentality. Up, London has an undercurrent of violence, I think. London has this undercurrent of violence, just like 
you put so many people in like a small place and it just it creates this like territorialism this primal territorialism where everyone's constantly but Johnny, and the so thing is i've seen i've been on plenty of nights out and i've seen guys who have gotten drunk and then in their drunken state their inner aggression comes out this guy was stone cold sober this guy, he didn't smell of alcohol. He didn't like. He didn't yeah, look he like he was been... off his head. He literally just looked like a very like. His his consciousness was fully there, and he was just looking for an aggressive fight to get into. Well, it sounds like maybe he was pissed off about something. Maybe he was pissed off. About... But you know, London is full of people like that. You know that, right? You went yeah. to an inner city school. You know what it's like. There's, yes, there's like. Yes, there's like. But... I've not seen that. I've not seen that in a long time. Is what I'm trying to say. I've yeah, the, literally you're... the last time I saw that was when I was in school. Since yeah, I left, mid... since I left school, I've not seen that. Mate, because you're middle class now. That's oh, why shit. you never. Have said... I left my working class roots behind? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Well, yeah. Probably. You. You. You don't. Well, I don't know. If you don't come up against it, also hasn't London been like uh, uh, gentrified completely as well. Well, so not like, my like area, that. but that's not quite yet. My my area is still hanging on to its uh, disgusting low class nature. <laughs> yeah, was this close to your area? Oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that, that shit happens all the time, man. I, I, well, from my memory of London, like when I was last living there, mm -hmm. it's just like it's just like that. And I remember that I, I always get this feeling of violence under the surface in London. If you if you you could feel there's just like this, people are angry, this deep anger. And it's a territorialism, it's primal. Humans weren't meant to constantly be surrounded by hundreds and thousands of other people. Mm. And I think it creates, especially in young men, this sense of, you know, uh, territorialism, which often manifests as anger. That's, I, I felt it all the time in London. You know, you talk about having violent fantasies. I used to have violent fantasies in London all the time. There was tension. Mm. You see people on a train. You think, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> stab you, can <laughs> Don't even know the guy. <laughs> you know don't what? get that. No, you don't I feel do that. that. I get that. I get that quite a lot. It's quite fun. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe you don't. Maybe you don't have a contact because uh, you don't have it spent like a long time abroad. But it's like when I lived abroad and I compare it with like how it was in Canada, mm -hmm. which is like the softest place on the planet. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, you come back to London, immediately your back gets tense. I don't know. I think that's, that's just... I that's, actually like that. I like the tension. I, 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 I like it. I'm not going to lie. I don't. I don't. You know, it's hilarious. Like, um, uh, I mean, I'm in Eastern Europe, mm -hmm. right? In a country that, you know... I mean, all of Eastern Europe knows war and it has this reputation for being macho and uh, tough and grim and gritty and anytime someone like... And uh, <clears throat> it's much nicer than London in that regard. Like, you, you would never get... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I used to get genuinely worried when I was in uh, London with my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. she, she, if she went out at night, I would not let her go out at night. Because it's dangerous, man. It's dang London is dangerous. How can you say that like you're surprised? No, I'm not surprised. It's just been a while since it's affected me. Yeah, out of the blow. 
Yeah, uh, it's been a while. I think part of it is also because of the area that I live in is a very rough and dangerous area. However, having grown up in this area, I know all the drug dealers. I know all the kids in the gangs. I literally, I like they know my face. They know I'm part of the local sort of furniture. It, it's all like yeah, I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm not an outsider that they can have a go at because yeah. I know exactly where they live and I know their families. And if shit goes down. I know exactly who I'm going to report to the police. I'm going to say it's fucking, it's that kid down the road who lives in that house when his older brother is so-and-so and his younger brother is so-and-so. So it's like nobody ever has a go at me in my area. And I don't really go into other areas where I'm not known, where that are rough. So, but that's the thing, isn't it? It's like in, it's like your areas, maybe like your estate, the next couple of estates. But mm-hmm. then there's like thousands of people in estates that are just outside that, that you don't know and they don't know. Mm-hmm. Like this guy, yeah, yeah, this guy. Yeah. Anyway, well, it, was, it was interesting. It was interesting. I, 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 I quite, you know, I'm. Thank God, nothing happened. But you know, the fact that the possibility was there is quite fun. It was exciting. It was, it was good. Well, what, what if, what if, uh, what if you said no? Then it's it's a fight, isn't it? It's a middle of the night fight for no reason. It's just what me you, and a guy squaring up for absolutely do? no reason. Well, you're vulnerable because you're already holding your phone. Is he bigger yeah. than you? Um, he was he was definitely stronger looking. He looks like a guy who goes to the gym on a very regular basis. I feel like this is the kind of fight I'd get into and I would get out of breath in about 20 seconds and he would still be like, he'd still be revving up, ready to go. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you do swing dancing. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's gonna help me. Me me doing triple steps around him. You got good feet. Step, Listen, triple step, triple step. You know how him. it works. There's a there's a there's a very deep link between dance and martial arts. You know. Yeah, yeah. My footwork is gonna my footwork is gonna keep me out of his reach. I'm gonna be bobbing and weaving. He's gonna overextend. I'm gonna counter punch. Get him on his glass chin. Knock him the fuck out. That's right. You need to develop a a, a martial art from swing dancing. <laughs> you're, you're gonna grab this cunt, you're yeah. gonna sweep him back, mm-hmm. you're gonna twirl him around. Yeah, and then do and a little judo chop <laughs> to the neck, just take him out. You're gonna twirl him around and tap dance up there. Yeah. Yeah. That's depressing. That's depressing. What man. would you have done, Johnny? What would you have done? I'd have probably done the same because, uh, you know, when you said he caught you off guard, it actually reminded me of something. Yeah. Which annoys me, such a petty little thing. I was on the bus back from, remember we used to work at nights? Yeah. I was on the bus back, had my headphones in, right? No one on the bus, because it's like the morning bus coming out of the centre, because mm-hmm. we work in nights. And I have my foot on the seat in front. At the back of the bus, I have my foot on the seat in front. This is the bottom floor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm listening to my tunes, I'm half asleep, I'm ready to go home, I fall asleep. And then I noticed some woman has turned around to me and she, she, she said something. But I couldn't hear her because I've got my tunes on. Mm-hmm. So I take my ear by that and I say, mm-hmm. sorry. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, yeah. And then she turns back. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and then so it she, took she me a to- she told it you took, off for something, and yes, you didn't took, hear what she told you off about. Did, yeah. And she thought she she said your yes. sorry was an apology. Yes. She's like, yeah, that's right, motherfucker. And I think it, I think it was my foot being on the thing in front, which wasn't bugging her at all. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fucking London bus. The, the seats are dirty. My feet are clean. Like, I've been stepping in shit or And that irritated the hell out of me. That irritated the hell out of me. It made me very indignant. Yeah, how dare you interpret my sorry as an apology. It was never an no, apology. Yeah, I just didn't hear what she said. That's outrageous. She thinks, that to this day, she, that woman is out there thinking that she told you off and victoriously sort of made you change yeah. your ways. Yeah. Outrageous. But, oh God, they, have, they have loads of incidences of like nearly rough encounters in London like that. And I always regret that I never escalated it. But I think you know what you know. You know when we discuss violent fantasies, it's a it's a dream to think that anything good is going to come out of escalating it. Nothing good's going to come from that. Nothing's good, but I I still regret never escalating stuff. Yeah. You they would say you don't regret the things you do, you regret the things you don't do, and for me that's escalating potentially violent encounters. Okay, so here's a here's a let's let's play out the fantasy scenario. The guy. The the guy said, I'll break your fucking glasses. And I take out my headphones. And then I'm like, okay, go on then. Break my fucking glasses. No, don't do that. Look, the guy's bigger than you, right? Yeah. He's bigger than you. He's tougher than you. And sucker he's also punch the cunt. He's 15, you have to 15 punch. years younger than me. Easily 15 years younger than me. You have to. You, you, you got to get the first hit in. So just sucker punch and then... Yeah. I mean, you'd probably get your ass handed to you. That's get, probably... Let's be honest, I'm going to get my ass handed to me. But wouldn't that be an experience? I mean, it would be an experience. I'm not sure it's a good one. It's not one that I want to, you know, have. Yeah. That's just terrible. I mean, you know, you're, you're probably right. You should, you should, well, you should, you, should, you know, fuck it. I mean, you know. Although, whatever. here's a question. Here's a question. You shouldn't escalate. I'm, I'm joking about that. How does the situation change if I wasn't there on my own? It's one thing for me to just ignore him and keep walking when I'm on my own. Yeah. What if What if I was next to my girlfriend and he did that? You have to do something, don't you? You can't, like, here's the question. Do you let this guy emasculate you in front of your lady? Yeah, or you can't. Do you try to be like the modern man and be like, oh, no, it's, uh, you know... Uh, I hope you understand, darling. I just didn't want to get into a dangerous situation. And what, what is it? What do, what do we do? Yeah, what, what do you do? I don't know. I don't know. In London, I wouldn't know because the guy probably was a nut job there. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you have to do something. At the end of the day, women do not like, and it's fundamental. Why are you get me talk about women so much? You know my opinion. <laughs> you know what my predict- everyone in the no, audience. No, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to get say. you to say anything. All I'm saying is, I I think that, you know, the girls that I've been with, they would probably say in, you know, out loud, they'd say, no, it's a good thing to avoid a fight. It's a good, but I'm not sure if they'd feel that deep down or if they would still see me the same way if they saw me back down from that kind of situation. Yeah, it's primal. It's one thing to say it. It's another thing for what you feel. Yes, it's what you feel. Yes, it's, it's, it's. There's something primary, but you can't you can't deny biological realities like that. And for a woman to see her man stand aside to another man so easily without even a fight, you know, in that case, it's it's much better to just get get involved. Take the beating. Get, take the beating. You know, yeah. I mean, you know. Oh, oh well, I'm just very I'm just very grateful I wasn't walking with the woman. Oh, thank God. 
Thank God I didn't have to take a beating for the sake of a woman's opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, fa the funny thing is, where where I live, the women are very feisty. Yeah. And the chances are the woman would be the first one to answer back to a guy like that. <laughs> I mean, I would say I've seen multiple instances of domestic violence, all of them women on men. And they've been they've been pretty, <laughs> pretty mental. Oh, no. You know. Oh, dear. You know. Although, you know what's interesting is in London, I'm so used to like being hyper aware of drunk dudes who are just walking around, not necessarily looking for a fight, but are just acting out in like with drunken behavior. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I, I'm just, it's water off a duck, duck's back. I don't really notice it anymore. But I, a couple of times in the past, a drunk dude will have spilled some, spilled something on the floor that is sort of, uh, hitting my stuff or whatever and for me I would just pick up my stuff and move on and ignore it whereas yeah, yeah. Um, a girl I was at the time literally stood up and started telling the dude off and I was like what the hell is this I, I've, well women like, can women can I mean women are literally immune you know women mm -hmm. know that they're not going to get you know anything done to them by man they're immune so of course they can afford to be yeah, no, just it, I was surprised by it and also kind of touched by it because I was like, oh shit, she's kind of standing up for me. But at the same time, I was like, yeah. oh, I would, I would, I would have just picked up our stuff and said, hey, let's get out of here. Well, it's, it's weird. It's weird when you're trying to have a good time. I mean, if you're out in a piss and something, and someone tries to start trouble, mm -hmm. I just don't like bad vibes like that. So yeah. I, would, I would always try and de-escalate. Like if I saw someone else, you know, about to get. You know, mm -hmm. I would always try and de-escalate stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. But but those like individual encounters where you, you have like in London, mm -hmm. like if you have a kid screaming at you or something like that. You know, you know what, you know what I find so depressing about that. I don't even think it's about like masculinity, emasculating, whatever. The thing about it, I just find all that stuff so grotty and fucking tacky and shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah about London. It's an aspect of London. There's something very tacky about London. But it's just not like that, this. It's, like, not that you, it's not that you, you, you experience this once in a while, but it's not like this is a this thing I have to deal with on a daily basis. Once in a while is too much, though. Yeah. Once in a while is too much still. And it's something about, and it's just one of the many things about London that I always found like, it's, you know, like I, 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 always, I always find it kind of hilarious that like, Oh, they're hilarious. I think there's something like people, especially people who move to London, people have this idealistic of London as this great old city, city of Sherlock Holmes. And, you know, it's this, you know, the city of gentlemen where people dress up and all this stuff. We talked about this. Was this on, we talked about this on a previous podcast. I think it's just something we've discussed amongst ourselves. Yeah, like London has this like very, you know, you think of London supposed to be sophisticated, metropolitan, old city with a lot of history, a history of nice shows and beautiful buildings and Victorian I culture. Mean, and then, and then not, you get there and it's just these shit bags no, on every street let's, corner. Let's not get carried away. That All of that stuff that you described, <clears throat> that stuff is there, but it's also all this other stuff that you and I have known and lived with. The stuff that Would people you... picture isn't a fantasy. That stuff is there. There are beautiful Victorian buildings here. There are. You do have your sort of Savile Row people. But the your... vibe, I'm talking more vibe. 
the actual vibe of London is crappy teenage kids in school uniforms. But that all depends, to- Johnny, that all depends on where you are, who you're spending your time with and what you're doing. If you're, if you're in that world where you don't go outside your estate and all you're doing is hanging around your estate, that is the only vibe that you're going to get. But if you're, if you're interacting with like, you know, the kind of people who do have the lifestyle that you described at the beginning, you're going to get a flavor of that as well. It's, it, I think you do have both realities there. You've got all sorts of whatever reality you want, it is here. You just need to find it and immerse yourself in it and then blind yourself to everything else. Like, a but that's the like you have to blind yourself. And it's like, I, t- I tell you one thing, maybe, maybe I don't have a, obviously every perspective I have is biased, but it's my own experience. I've lived in a few major cities in the world, right? Mm-hmm. New York, Montreal, Vienna. Buenos Aires, yeah. every every city I've Tokyo, I've, I've never Seoul, I've never Bangkok, I've never <laughs> Beijing, Hong Kong, Mogadishu, go on, go on. just an hour of you listing cities, go on, Alexandria, you'll run out eventually, go on, <laughs> Denver, go on. Denver, Boulder, Colorado. I don't know. Okay, I'm. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please. Oh, no, you're in the American one. You just hit the American ones. I thought you at least go for another minute with that. No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. I'm sorry. I interrupted. I'll never interrupt again. Go on, uh, please. Oh, fuck! I forgot what I was saying. You've lived in a lot of major anyway. cities all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it might just be my perspective, right? But when I lived in major cities, I never got that shitty, violent, tacky vibe. You know. Mm-hmm. When I was in New York, there's not like uh, annoying kids, like just being annoying everywhere. You know, but don't you think that is there for the locals who look like there? shit as well? Don't they you all think... wear this tatty school uniforms and look ridiculous. Listen, John, don't you think that stuff is there for the people who grew up there and who know it like for real, as opposed to because you're a visitor to their city, <clears throat> you're not going to see the same thing that they see. I say, I say, well, no, I don't think it's there. I went in New York. I mean, this is a long time ago. I was in New York. I literally went to the blackest area in New York because I was looking for the cheapest rent possible. I was the only white guy. I was actually on the train. Like, for three stops, I was the only white guy on the train. Got off. And it was like a get-out. It was like the get-out. Back mm-hmm. when New York had get-outs, I guess. What is this? This would have been in 2005 or something. I don't know. And... Uh, it was a bit weird for me, but I was, I was like, it's still, it was still fine, you know? And this still had a decent, okay-ish vibe there. There wasn't this vibe of like danger, you know? Mm-hmm. And in Montreal, I literally went to, again, looking for the cheapest rent. I went to the other side of the tracks, which everyone told me it was so dangerous. Oh my God, you don't want to go there, which is ludicrous. I mean, Canada is like a bubble. It's really like a bubble. <laughs> they have no clue about the realities of the world, you know. And it was like the buildings are slightly dirtier and a few people look quite scruffy and uh, there's a couple of drug addicts there. And that was it. <laughs> it was not like I'm going to get fucking oh, <laughs> sliced God. up. That is, you know, that is so sweet that they would look at that and think, oh, my God, this is <clears> such a dangerous area. Can that's, I, can I, that's where yeah. you don't want to go. <laughs> no, I mean, Canadians have no clue about the world, really. They have no, they have no clue about the world. 
And then Austria, oh, and then and then Vienna. So was, Vienna was actually like I think what a lot of people think London is going to be. It's genuinely an old city that still has that the vibe of like, oh, I'm stepping into the past here. And there is a sense of you know, like you go into you you go into like a little coffee. Maybe Paris had a little bit like London, where you kind of. I remember I was in Paris, but I nearly got mugged there. But mm-hmm. I was smart enough to tell the guy was trying but to mug me. You could tell that something was going to happen. Yes, yeah, so the guy was asking for money, and I could tell he was just asking me to try and get my wallet out because I looked like a like a tourist backpack or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, mate. No, no mate. No, mate. <laughs> Not me. I've been Not around me. the block, mate. <laughs> uh, so, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But that's one of the things I don't like about London. You get what I'm saying, though? Yeah, no, I get you. I get the you. vibe. I'm talking about the vibes here. I hear you. I hear and the vibe of, like you said, you have to blank it out. Maybe I can't blank it out. That's actually one thing I don't like about big cities, that you have to live this blinkered existence. You can't but you have be to, because you can't absorb everything. There's so much, there's exactly. so much like, like, noise and people and lights yes. and sensations that to just function on a daily basis, you've mm. got to ignore a lot of things. Exactly. And I don't like that. I want to go through life a more open person. I want to go through life as a more open person, not, you know what I mean? No, I hear Where you. you can walk down the street and look at other people, look at other people, and it's yeah, not confrontational. You can't do city, that in London. A big city is not, no, not just London, but I think any big city, that's not the yeah. place for it. Yeah, that's right. Any big city. Busy. Whether you're in yeah. New York or whether you're in London or whether you're in Tokyo, you're going to have to blinker out a lot of things just to get on with your day. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. I like, I like a place where you say hello to people when you go in the shop. Oh, you oh, can look gross. at other people in the street, just oh, nice. Oh, don't look at me. Fuck off. Fuck off. Man. They do, they do that. They do that here. Where they, do, you, they say, then, do you say good morning to each other? <clears> there? Yeah, if you see someone in the building, you say all right. They say all right. If you go in a shop, you always say hello when you go in a shop to the guy oh, at the shop. Disgusting. Whatever. That's so intimate. To be honest with you, I mean, the city I'm in is is quickly becoming a major city. It's it's literally being gentrified. It's ridiculous. Wherever I go, it becomes fucking gentrified. And oh, so this city is now oh. becoming like that. You can see it, you know. I'm anyway. sorry. I'm still hung up on you going around saying hello to people. I find it's that nice. It's, it's a it's nice really vibe. Upsetting. No, it's it's... It's oh, it's too intimate. You might as well have <clears> sex <throat> with me. It's it's a, like what is this? Get away saying from me! I don't know people. you. No, it's too much. It's too much. Get away. Wasn't you saying? Wasn't you saying when we did the Ukraine episode? You you, I maybe you wasn't saying you missed it, but you know you're saying your sense of community, isn't that nice? Isn't that what we was talking about? Like having yes. a sense of community, but having a sense, sense of, of the sense of community in a big city is that we all respect each other's distance. We all respect each other's blinkered existence and we all look at each other and we all come to a common agreement without without anyone ever having to say it out loud. We all agree to mind each other's mind each other, you know, mind your own business. Don't look at me. Leave me alone. Don't make eye contact. I'm trying to get to this place. I'm trying to do this. You could I have seen I have been on the train literally on the train. Everybody sitting down packed and there has been like couples arguing right in front of me like just going mental at each other and everybody in the carriage just doesn't even look at them just like gives them their own little space just doesn't even see it we all just ignore it equally i i've seen people 
I've seen people crying in the middle of a crowded street, just broken down crying because they've had, you know, whatever, somebody, somebody they know died, they got broken up with, whatever, they're crying. People leave them alone. People that's terrible. Like, that's a that's great terrible. thing. That's an amazing thing. I've seen, I've seen women crying in London and I always stop and say, are you all right? Disgusting. You have broken the covenant. You have broken the co the common covenant that says we leave people alone that's to not, experience that's what they terrible. need to do. That's terrible. You don't know that woman might need someone that maybe, yeah, oh, mate, that's terrible. That's no. terrible. No, absolutely not. It's fucking I don't want to live in that world. You I don't want to live in a world where- You've got to give people the space to just fucking be crazy, be weird, but go cry if you need to. I think literally the last time I was in London was it last year. We met up that time. Mm -hmm. last year when i was literally off to get my plane back i was i was walking up uh, i can't remember the name straight and there was a woman in the window up on the second floor looking out the window crying mm -hmm. and i literally stopped i was looking out and i shouted up are you all right you humiliated you humiliated her you should she was she was literally hanging out the window crying you humiliated her you should have let her hang out the window and cry you don't you don't ask her why she's crying or if she's okay. I don't you care. don't acknowledge it. You leave her alone to stand outside <laughs> with her head out the window and cry. Alright. Jokes aside, do you think I'm that's I'm genuinely that's... not joking. I'm genuinely I think you think I'm joking, but I'm not. Let's say you got in a fight with that guy the other day. Mm -hmm. He beat you up, mm -hmm. right? Nicked your trainers. So you're barefoot. Your phone yeah. is gone, your yeah. money's gone. I everything. want nobody to look at me. I want everybody someone... to just ignore my humiliation. Let me wallow in my own filth and let me pick myself up. Let me dust myself off. Let me get home so I can have a specific. shower. It's not just, you can't walk. That guy, that guy gave you a fucking hernia. He punched well, you Well, obviously up. at that point, you've got to call an ambulance. You're Let's wailing in the street. No, you're wailing on. in the street. You're, you're taking this to the nth degree. It doesn't need to go. Let's come back down to earth. If someone is begging, if someone is begging for help in the street, would you? Yeah. Would you do anything? Of course I would. If someone's what? asking for it, absolutely. But they've got to ask. Otherwise, you assume that they, you know, handling their own shit. I don't know. I don't. I, I, I would always, if I see someone crying, I would always say, "You're right." Always. Uh, and that's you, the world I want to live in. All right, you, you enjoy it. that world, but that's not the world of a big city. That's right, not how no, we do things. No, fuck the big cities. Fuck the big cities. It's great. Come back. Come back. We need you. We need people like you. I mean, what would what, what would you what would you what would you what would you? Uh, I mean, anyway, what would you do if a couple's arguing on a train? That's just embarrassing. Of course, you're going to ignore that. Yeah. You know. Let the monkey get, get on with it. Yeah. I still don't see what you love about the big city, the band. I don't know. I just enjoy the vibe. I enjoy the tension. I enjoy the guy saying he'll break my glasses. Yeah. I mean, you you have to, really. You have to. Because that's... that's... Oh, my God. I don't know. That's terrible, though. Well, well, one of the things I was going to say, but I, I, I guess, I mean, we don't, we, we couldn't really talk about it, but you know, we didn't do like a, a business and stocks update since the first episode. Because we can't, it's fucking, it's dead. Nothing is like, everything is just down and crashing and it, I haven't That's been...
I haven't been in in the market playing anything. Have you? Well, I've been thinking a lot, but I'm trying. I think this this Russia thing is a great opportunity to make money. Go on. Maybe. Well, I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out where, where we're going. I also, I also, I did want to say something because uh, you know I want to revise what I said last time. It was. It's kind of pointless because if we talk about it now, this podcast is going to come out in like a, a month, mm-hmm. so it will sort of be irrelevant. But you know, last podcast I said, look, don't worry about it. the American economy is going to recover, and uh, you know, inflation is going to be fine because everyone's going to ask for the dollar. I don't think that's really the case, maybe so much. Go on, you know, break it down. Well, I think they, you know, they would literally push the American economy right up to the edge with everything. And I think they were going to do the rate hikes and all that stuff. And then, okay, fine. But this invasion has set everything off. I mean, you saw the, what I was talking about with Mr. A in the chat. Mm-hmm. You know? And, you know, I genuinely think that the American economy is on very shaky ground right now. Because with these sanctions, oil prices are going to rise. And people forget, people think oil prices, oh, I can't fill my car, it's a bit more expensive. It's not just your fucking car. You need oil for everything. The whole economy runs on oil. Production, logistics, transport, manufacturing, plastics. If oil prices rise, everything gets more expensive. Everything gets slows down. Mm-hmm. So the whole economic recovery is tougher to do. So and that combined with the already existing problems with inflation and rate hikes means you Well, there's another problem. Yeah. There's another problem as well, which is what I was saying with Mr. A, which is that, um, well, I, I, you know, the convoy truckers, mm-hmm. they protested. The Canadian responded by freezing their bank accounts. Mm-hmm. And what it, another effect of that, which wasn't really reported a lot, but it was a big issue for the Canadian banks, you know, was a lot of people who didn't have their accounts frozen started taking their money out they lost confidence in those banks, which you would, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if someone throws a bank, your bank throws someone else's bank account, okay, you might think, oh, I'm safe, I don't do anything wrong. But you have to admit, still, your confidence is a little less. Yeah, some people, yeah, definitely some people are concerned about that. And if you have like £100,000 in a saving account in a bank that just throws someone else's account, that's all the money you have in the world. Yeah. However gonna, safe you think you are, and whatever you you you're going to de-risk. You're going to you're going to yes. at least take a, a bunch of that out and put it somewhere else, if not right. all of it. And and what the Americans did to the Russians, they froze their assets. They were holding in the dollars and uh, the dollar assets. And you got to think like, right, if you're China, Saudi Arabia, uh, well, well, China, Saudi Arabia alone, like. China's look, look, looking at that. They hold trillions in dollar assets, right? And the Chinese are not like, well, hang on. If they could whip up something against Russia, if Russia invaded this and they freeze the assets, you know, we, we, we keep doing stuff with Taiwan. What if we actually want to do something with Taiwan, you know, or somewhere else in the world? Mm-hmm. What if they whip up the Uyghur stuff? They could whip up that Uyghur stuff, the media, and then put pressure. We've got trillions, and they're just going to freeze it. They might want to de-risk Saudi Arabia. Same thing, you know. So, how are they going to de-risk it? Where are they going to move that money? To? Well, that's the big problem for China because uh, there's no other assets. Because they're, they're economy. Where are you going to store like, trillions? Yeah. Absolutely. Like as as much as people like to talk about China and the U.S. being sort of uh, 
opponents, their economies are like super intertwined. You could, they couldn't go to war without destroying their own countries. It's not about it's not about going to war, but no, but if, I mean they couldn't have an economic freezing war, assets like yeah. them. China having an economic war with the US would would benefit neither of them. Yeah, because they're so intertwined. But still, they hold a lot in the US, and suddenly the US is like I don't know. I think that you've got to factor in that they're going to de-risk a little bit, and even if they de-risk just a little bit, right? You're mm -hmm. talking about trillions there. I mean, Saudi Arabia, all right, forget China, just talk about Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, constantly in the mix, right? Middle East, constantly in the mix. I mean, they already sanctioned Iran. Okay, Iran is not as wealthy as like Saudi Arabia or whatever, but do you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of other people holding. And so you've got inflation. Oil prices are going to rise slow in the economy. And you've probably got some elements in the world who might want to be bit shaken and are going yeah. to want to de-risk out the dollar. Mm -hmm. So the recovery that you and I were hoping for, where we could jump back into the US stock market, is probably not going to come for a long time. And even if it does come, it'll yeah. come at a very slow pace. Well, I don't know about if it'll come at a slow pace. I mean, and then you've got the rate hikes, which still haven't happened. Yeah. Everyone's expecting... And then, and then at the same time, Americans have been fucking around with their treasuries so much, which is supposed to balance out, like, what's happening with the dollar, but they've been fucking around with that. I mean, I don't know. I'm not the kind of guy whose sky is falling, you know me. Ever since I've been investing in stocks, I've been super bullish, right? Super right. bullish on everything. <clears throat> but now, I don't know. This, to me, feels like ugh, they really pushed it to the to the to the limit. I mean, it's really so much strain here. So I don't really know what to tell people to invest it because I'm trying don't, to figure it don't out. Don't tell people anything. Just say, hold on, wait wait and see what happens. Hold on and wait and see what happens. Yeah. But I think I we've would, been I... in that holding pattern for months now. We, that, like Our holding pattern started in January of 2022. We're now in March and we're still waiting to see what's going to happen because it's... It's literally just been going up and down around the same sort of numbers, crashing occasionally, going back up a little bit, crashing. It's 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 not clear what's going to happen or drive forward the next the next. Right, but here's, a, here's the thing, Levan. You're thinking like a poor person. You're thinking like a poor person. You have your money, and you're like, oh, I can jump in the stock market, make money there, and then I come out. Right? Rich people don't think like that. Rich people are thinking, money itself can increase and decrease in value. There's no such thing as like, oh, I'm, I've just got it in cash, so it's fine. I don't even have to think about it. Rich people always have their money in the place that's improving. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If the if the currency is getting devalued, they're getting into stocks or commodities. If stocks or commodities are, are crashing, they're going into... Do you know what I'm saying? You've always got to be having your assets as it is. Of course, we don't have as many options as the rich because, like, I mean... To be honest with you, if I did have enough money, I'd just be buying real estate everywhere. And probably the next fucking 10 years is going to be...